Because me and you have discussed this in previous podcasts and at many a pub. In life at many a pub. <laughs> but codependency has a very weird relationship with judgment. Mm-hmm. And depending on who you are and how self-reflective you are about your own judgmental pa- patterns, you might um, you might think that you are judgmental, you might think that you are, but it's just, it comes up in very sneaky ways with mm-hmm. codependency. Right? It does. And people will say, you know, at CODA meetings and stuff like... And as we know, codependents, we're highly judgmental. Like, you're more susceptible to being judgmental if you're codependent. Yeah. And we'll find that that is rooted in comparison. Yeah. It's all about comparison, right? Um, So let's go into the definition of what judgment actually is, just judgment alone, Mm -hmm. so we can understand the concept of what judging actually even means in this context. Yeah. The mental ability to understand something, form an opinion, and reach a decision. And I really liked starting there because I feel like judgmental has such a negative connotation. Yeah. But ultimately, most of the things we're doing throughout the day, the ways we make decisions, the ways we choose things, it is based on judgment, deduction. You Being judgmental has a negative connotation, but it's a necessary human ability. Yeah. Actually, now that we're discussing this, I should have um, Googled this, but I found out that there's like a list of 10 things that every human being like makes uh, quick judgments on when they mm-hmm. first meet someone. Hmm. And it's just like, um, uh, like some of them were like um, their clothing, obviously, mm-hmm. like how they present themselves, um, their voice, um, our attraction to them. Mm-hmm. Like I forgot it was, but it was just like a whole, oh, um, their political background, their ethnicity, mm-hmm. you know, like kind of the, all those things, yeah. like we'll just quickly make a rap sheet in our, in our head of yeah. like, oh, they're this, this, and this. You know what I mean? And that's what implicit bias is. You know, we yeah. have those things of like immediately my brain is going to make this judgment and I don't even know that it's making that judgment. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't make you a bad person, but bringing that to the forefront, understanding those and not letting it rule your life, rule your decisions, that's going to make you a better person. And I think can then give you a more holistic, generous look about people. So you're not judging a book by its cover, as they say. Right. You know, right. And, and then I think that's kind of there are just a lot of nuances to judgment that we want to kind of pull out and not immediately assume what it means because the definition of judgmental is that you form an opinion of people and situations very quickly when it would be better for you to wait until you know more about the person or the situation yes yes and i feel like we've all been there and have experienced that before right Mm -hmm. it's very common um 
but I think that's really what the the crux of being judgmental is. It's just all those things that you just said. <laughs> yeah, because a lot of people think that it just means, like a, a judgment myth is that like, oh, if you're judgmental, it means you're close-minded. Or you think yeah. ill about someone for a superficial reason. Like, oh, you have tattoos, so you're blank. You have short hair, so you're a blank. Right. But it's not just about being closed-minded and labeling people bad. It's like an act of comparison of you against someone and someone against you. Right. Like, you're always trying to find the foil if you're a literary person. Like, <laughs> you're always trying to find the opposite. You're always trying to find, or you're find, trying to find the connection so that whatever you are can be highlighted, whether that's good or bad, if you're being a martyr or if you're being, if you want to self-aggrandize yourself, you know? Right. It's the separateness that mm -hmm. it's, it's a, a game our ego plays mm -hmm. as well, which is wanting that separateness, wanting to... Mm -hmm differentiate you versus me right and it often comes from a self-judgment first mm -hmm. which we know as codependents we are highly prone to self-judging shaming lack of self-love all of those things lack of self-confidence mm -hmm. that's why we're more prone to being judgmental because we're more prone to being self-judgmental oh yeah you know we're the most highly critical people that we know of ourselves <laughs> yeah and before a converse or um Comparing ourselves neg negatively to others is mm. obviously the crux of it, mm -hmm. but before a conversation or other activity, we are anxious about worrying or how we're going to come across compared to others. It's yeah. a really big one. So, like, comparing ourselves negatively to others can happen before, even before the event occurs. Yeah. Oh, You're I've worrying before you even get there about how someone is going to perceive you, how you're going to come across, or, you know, compared to other people. Right. And that could include like ruminating for long periods after a conversation or activity, like beating ourselves up about how the bad impression we made or um, fear we made, you know, comparison to how we think others come across, you know, all these things. Yeah. And, and that point is like, I think good to highlight that it can happen before the conversation. So you worry about what's going to happen. It can happen during a conversation or activity. Yeah. So like trying in the moment, you're trying to figure out what impression am I making? Yeah. How am I compared to all these other people that are here? How am I compared to the person I'm talking to? Am I keeping up with the conversation? Am I using the same type of vocabulary? Does it seem like I'm smart? They seem smart. Do Am yeah. I seeming just as smart? Am I seeming on top of it? Do right. I seem like I'm listening? You know, I don't know. Or it can happen after the situation. So you ruminate for long periods of time after the conversation or activity. So like after it happens, you're beating yourself up about the bad impression that you fear you made. Yeah. Compared to how we think, you know, others came across like, oh, she seemed so together and perfect. And they loved what she was saying. And I said all this dumb stuff. And nobody said, Nobody smiled when I talked and, right. you know, so it can happen at any moment before, during, after. <laughs> These are all options of self-judgment. Yeah. Yeah. You pick your, your poison, which when do you want to experience it? <laughs> For <laughs> me, I'm experiencing it at all times. At all times. <laughs> um, so along with that, you know, self-judgments or implicit comparisons of ourselves but we're also hoping that we can correct or conceal these flaws in the future. So we judge ourselves in an effort to prevent others from judging us, which we imagine would be more painful. Yeah, and I feel like, you know, like we always talk about, it's a it's a compensatory strategy. Mm -hmm. We're judging ourselves because we have experienced judgment or at least perceived judgment 
in a way where we think, well, I'm going to get the jump on this because yeah. I'm going to think bad of me before you think or can say something bad of me. Right. You know? Oh, this is my, like, biggest um, defense mechanism <laughs> mm-hmm. is, oh, I will just immediately think bad of me in mm-hmm. that way. So that way you don't – what you say is not going to affect me because I already know it's true about I me. I already know. Yeah. And then you sometimes can bring that up to somebody um, and, you know, they're they're like, what? I know. You know, they, they haven't even thought about that. But you're like, well, I could have sworn the way you – blinked when we were talking meant yes. that you were thinking this and this and this. I've embarrassed myself multiple times doing that. <laughs> I've, I have reached out after situations, after events. When I said this thing that in this tiny little blimp of time mm-hmm. in this party that you probably don't remember at all. Mm-hmm. But now I'm bringing up and so you do remember. <laughs> and now you're going to have to remember it. I'm going to have to remember it. We're both going to have to sit and think about this weird situation. <laughs> so it really just doesn't help anyone because you're just bringing it you're back bringing it back up and you didn't have to yeah but I mean the point of saying that is that people who are codependent are are often judging themselves and then whatever we do to ourselves whatever our internal dialogue is that's how we see the world that's our perspective of other people so if we're judging self then we're also usually judging others yeah so you're comparing people negatively to you and it's often again in conjunction with self-judgment yeah Absolutely. It's uh, the worst kind, too, because it always happens. It's brutal when we do it mm-hmm. to ourselves, right? Um, in fact, we don't we don't hold back when it comes to us. No. Our judgment of others is pretty mild compared to what we put ourselves through. Mm-hmm. But. And so if we're, compa- if we're judging others or comparing other people negatively to us, by looking down on others you view as less than, then you feel better about yourself. Yeah. In compensation for feeling that less than the people. less than those <laughs> yeah. people that you look up to, it's like the it's like a, a, a mind cycle. puzzle. Yeah. It's like a, a riddle. It's yeah. hard to even read that sentence. I know it was like how many pipers did Peter Pepper mm-hmm. pick? Yeah, calm down. And I think yeah. we have a hard time dealing with the idea that codependents have are classically judgmental because. I've worked really hard on not doing that exact thing, like not looking down on people just because it makes me feel better. So like in the moment, I I would say almost 0% of the time say yeah. or do something like if I'm threatened by someone, I rarely am like, oh, she's yeah, um, whatever. Saying something to kind of put her down to other people or to her or to myself. I oftentimes am not doing that. Right. But that doesn't mean... That I'm not imposing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So even, even if it doesn't look exactly like these examples or exactly like judgmental tropes are, it doesn't mean you're free of judgment. Yes, and we that's what we've talked about before as well with this is like not to say that I don't want to like tout that I'm – I don't have this problem. Like I hate even like mentioning that. Oh, mm-hmm. well, I don't struggle with this because then I'm like, well, you saying you don't struggle with it, you probably do. But with judgment, it is tricky because it, like you said, it doesn't, it's not just packaged the way that you would think it is. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm not just sitting here judging other people constantly. It's really not in my nature a lot of the times Mm -hmm. to just like in the basic way of judging Mm -hmm. others. Because I'm I'm too focused on judging me. Mm -hmm. I'm way too focused on that. That's a full-time job. I don't, I don't have time for any other jobs. Yeah. But um, in all these ways of how codependents struggle with judgment and how... You know, we're constantly playing that comparison game. It's still judgment at the end of the day. It is. And, you know, 
judging yourself puts those other people on a pedestal. Yeah. Too, because it'll say, oh, they're the people whose approval I want. They're the people who are amazing and compared to me who sucks and is terrible. Yeah. And then can this continual cycle reinforces the belief that they are on that pedestal, that they are, you know, we're not good enough to be compared to those people whose approval we seek. Like, it's just a drug that we keep needing to go back for. Yeah, absolutely. I would even say I kind of struggle with this in romantic relationships as well sometimes. Mm. Like, I... I think in a um, same-sex relationships, I think it's easy to, like, play that comparison game even more, Mm -hmm, you know? And mm -hmm. then, like, put them on a pedestal and be like, well, they they have all these things. They've had Mm -hmm. all these life experiences. I haven't, you know? And then you play that stupid game and it's like... Mm-hmm. And, but they like you. I mean, it doesn't yeah. they, It doesn't matter at the mm-hmm. end of the day, but yet you're convincing yourself that there's multiple reasons why they shouldn't mm-hmm. like you. Totally. So, yeah, it, it comes up in all these weird ways. And, you know, I think when we put people on pedestals, the fall is really hard. Like, when something does happen, then that's when the judgment kicks in. It, like, oh. yeah, it might be instigated by an event rather than just, like, I was triggered because I felt insecure and therefore I said a judgmental thing about them. Like, yeah, maybe that doesn't happen. But yeah. when an event event happens that maybe they did they they weren't their best selves yeah I they have fallen so hard off this pedestal (laughs) that now I am judging them because I'm saying look at what you've done that is connected to all these other things that you do and it means this and this and this even if it didn't I'm just connecting all those dots and making a snap judgment right right which means I came to a conclusion without enough information and really for us I think that means we have too much information yeah but we're not really focusing on information that matters which is what they're telling us we have to believe people when they tell us no Megan no I will not (laughs) I will not thank you so much for that um that option but I will not be doing that (laughs) you know because it's like I'm putting you on this pedestal then you do something that hurts me or I'm confused by or wasn't awesome you fall so hard. Now I'm saying I'm put placing all of the things that you just did as bad. I'm judging them as bad. Yes. And I'm collecting all of the bad things and I'm throwing them at you and I'm saying, look at all these bad things that you're doing. They're all bad. Right. And this is why and X, Y, Z. And they're saying it's just this in this vacuum. And even if they've even apologized for part of it. Right. And they're like, but it's not connected to all those other things. And it's not really what you're saying it is. We are keeping that judgment and we're saying, no, it is that. Yeah. And what's ironic is if this, if our partner were to do that to us, we would feel Mm -hmm. terrible. We wouldn't want that. But for some reason, when we're doing it to them, Mm -hmm. it it makes complete sense. We're making all the connections and we're trying to show them their bad ways. And we even said this in the last episode. We really believe ourselves. We really think we're right. Yeah. And even now as I'm talking about this, recognizing that that's not cool. I think sometimes I'm right still. (laughs) You know, like it's such a mind warp like right and and then I'm saying I don't believe I'm judging that you are not good enough to recognize this in yourself right and if you're telling me no that's not true I'm saying yes it is true you're wrong I'm judging you that you can't figure that out for yourself yeah you and know? It, it, it basically gives the other person zero credit whatsoever for being mm-hmm. an autonomous person yeah with their feelings and their way of doing things mm-hmm. and their way of processing life or we think we somehow know better and yeah. we somehow know their life better and we somehow know what's best for them at all exactly. times and when they act out of line mm-hmm. it's like a black and white thing right mm-hmm. it goes back to what we were talking about of just binary mm-hmm. and all that not black and white mm-hmm. so i think that's how judgment comes out for me and for a lot of codependents and it's hard to hear because, again, it's not that same obvious 
implicit bias, you have tattoos, therefore blank. It's more nuanced than that, but it's still judgment. It's still judgment at the end of the day, like what we talked about the definition of it being, it's Mm -hmm. that. So now that we know, now we have a good understanding of what judgment is, what it looks like in the life of a codependent, let's talk about action steps. Yeah, what can we do? Yeah, how do we get out of these patterns of judgment and heal, ultimately heal ourselves from this? Because mm-hmm. it's it's hard. So the first step would be to do the opposite. Yep. <laughs> if you're used to putting someone down when you feel threatened, give them a compliment. Mm-hmm. To give to yourself, to anyone else. Just even when mm-hmm. you recognize that in yourself and you're yep. about to start beating yourself up, just catch yep. it and give yourself a compliment instead. Mm-hmm. Um, give yourself a compliment. And you can do this. I did this. I think this is maybe... One of the things that, the reason that I said I don't necessarily do this when I initially feel threatened by people, um, that I don't try to put them down to other people is because I practice this. I did it literally this. If I felt a certain way, like I felt threatened or I felt less than, yeah, I would say to them or just to myself some good thing about them that I noticed. That's awesome. You know, and yeah. it really worked. And really? it really helped me. I don't naturally want to do that anymore. Yeah. Um, and it kind of helps you zoom out and just recognize that multiple things are true. Yeah. And that we're all just here. Like, yeah. And that the fact that I feel triggered even though I didn't do something to try to make myself feel better, I still got through it. And then your brain kind of learns, oh, actually, that's not a real threat. I don't need to do anything to make myself okay. I am okay. You're fine. You know? And so you learn that over time, and then that's muscle memory, and then you kind of just don't want to do that anymore, you know? That's amazing, and I'm so glad that you were able to transcend some of that, because that's really hard. And I feel like... um, like going into a room, you immediately it's it's hard to snap yourself out of those quick judgments that you make of totally. people. And so the fact that you're replacing with compliments, like I don't know if you've ever met someone like this too, where you just meet them and they're just like showering you with compliments, but it's not mm-hmm. in a fake way. It's it's more like a they're really noticing. Yeah, and I don't know. I feel like that's really nice. I feel like there's people who are really naturally good at that. Yeah. Like instead of just immediately going to the judgments, they already know to like, oh, I'm actually going to highlight these things about this person. And it's just, you always gravitate towards those people. (laughs) Totally. You know? It's nicer to be around somebody like that. You want to be. You like, that energy is contagious. Even if you give one compliment, I mean, when you're starting to feel that way, it's going to change the energy in the room Mm -hmm. and it's going to change the energy in you. And you're going to actually feel much better. That's the huge one. It changes you. Yeah. And then the next thing we talked about before is like meditations and mantras. Yes. Which I really believe in because it just brings you back to your breath. It brings you back to your core, remembering who you are, where you are, what is actually true instead of getting lost in these narratives in our mind. Yeah, and that's ultimately what judgment is doing. It's creating the ego mind is creating all these stories Mm -hmm. that ultimately aren't satisfying you. It's just a temporary band-aid on Mm -hmm. something that's feeling icky within you. So it's really important that meditation and, ma- and mantras, if you're new to these kind of things, there are guided meditations online. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can even do it for 10 minutes. I mean, five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever will center you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just remembered when I was going through <laughs> when I was going through this whole like hormone healing journey because I, I had really, really bad acne and yeah. other symptoms. Uh, but specifically, I was listening to this meditation and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm listening to this meditation for acne. And Brooke goes, 
she starts laughing and she goes wouldn't that just make you think about the fact that you have acne more what is it music and it just you have acne (laughs) i forgot we had that that conversation that was so funny so funny oh my gosh i imagine though like it's just you have acne it's everywhere (laughs) it's multiplying by the minute Like imagine, I'm just imagining like the lady from Bridesmaids in the plane where she's just so like, we're going to go down. Like, <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> it's the worst kind of meditation you can listen to. It's you like, so riled up and upset. <laughs> you should just put a bag over your face. You have so much acne. <laughs> Never go outside again. <laughs> it's the soothing tone the whole time. Yeah. And that kind of, <laughs> that's kind of, you know, it's funny. I love that story. It's hilarious, but it kind of leads me into the first reason meditation and mantras work is because that whole um adage what you resist persists so like don't focus on what you don't want or don't like focus on what you do like about yourself what you do (laughs) want for yourself so the meditation really was about loving yourself loving your body feeling you know all the feelings of your body feeling whole in this moment rather than future tripping and hoping one day I'll feel normal when I don't have acne it really was about like right now you're okay and every stage of your body every stage of your life is important and this is happening for a reason and so it was like focusing on all the things that are true right now instead of trying to resist or like fight acne fight something you know it was like getting me into that mental state of like I'm not resisting anything I'm just being (laughs) with my body I'm just being okay right you know and so as hilarious as that story is it that is exactly what that was for is to just not resist yeah anymore because that gives gives your central nervous system like all this cortisol and you're fighting something all the time it's just not healthy yeah, it actually, it does a number on your body, mm-hmm. like, for sure. You don't want to do that. It's the same as ruminating, which, you know, we are, we're just going to talk about next, which is just don't ruminate. Mm-hmm. That's a big thing with judging. Just stop yourself. Recognize you're doing that and just cut it out. Don't do it. Don't stay there. But another thing I wanted to say about earlier, what you resist, persist. Mm-hmm. Um, or I was just thinking of, like, that Chris Farley skit mm-hmm. uh, in SNL where he's like, He's a life coach, but instead of giving them, like, the best advice he can, he's saying, like, you're going to become like me or you're going to live in a van down Down by the river. river. And I just, I'm just laughing because I think it's funny because it's, like, that the opposite, that would be the worst thing to tell somebody, right? Like, when you're trying to help them. Here's Um, what not to do. It's like, well, that's not super helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me what to focus on, what to do, what what brings light, what do I want? That's what you need to focus on. And I think that's the reason, actually, to not ruminate. Because if you're ruminating, you're focusing on the bad things, the things that you're upset about, the things that you're worried about. Right. That aren't even necessarily happening. Exactly. And I'm a big, like, I don't know about you, but I'm really into, like, the law of attraction and, Mm -hmm. like, the universe and like what you put out there is just giving more of of that right back to you. Mm -hmm. It's like a boomerang. Mm -hmm. So if you keep throwing out just like all the things you don't want, you're always going to get it. Yeah. In fact, I heard this crazy story, just quick side tangent, Mm -hmm. but I feel like the audience might think this is cool. Yeah. Um, There was this guy who was constantly getting left by women at like pivotal moments. Like he would propose to them and like at the moment, just like say no, or like they'll, he would, it happened like three or four times where like he, they would say yes to marrying him. And then like 
something would happen and they would break up like right in like right before the wedding or like things like that. It happened like four times to the poor guy. Mm. And after doing some work with a therapist and like digging deep, he realized that like his mom told him that he was never going to find a woman that loves him as much as she does. And that, and he realized that she's, he like, he had said that, or she said that when he was like six years old or something mm. and it like stuck with him mm-hmm. and it was like became a belief system. Yeah. And that's kind of a side tangent, but honestly, it's like the things that we believe about ourselves and it could be something that someone tells us, but mm-hmm. also just like what we tell ourselves of like, we're not worthy of this, this, and yeah. this usually ends up coming true in our lives. Totally. Like, Those self judgments you are going to project the fact that you think that's true. And then other people are going to act accordingly. Yeah. They can sense that, you know, and then they'll act like that's true too. And then you're mad that they acted like that. And it's like, well, you started it. (laughs) Right, right, right. You told them that. Right. And Mm -hmm. it's because you're maybe inherently believing it Mm -hmm. yourself. So instead of ruminating on that, focus on your positive mantras. Focus on accepting yourself. Yeah. You know, as is. Yeah. And I think that is really the main point of today. It's like the main point of this topic. It's like you can either focus on the judgment of you and focus on the judgment of other people or you can cut it out and stop thinking about that because it's not doing anything for you and focus on how you are good, how you are the positive things in your life, the positive things about those people because that's only going to yield more positive things. Yeah. And I would say you should carry this on in all aspects of your life because mm-hmm. I feel like when you get in a romantic relationship and you've been with that person for a long time, it's mm-hmm. so easy to, like, get in this mode of just constantly judging them for every little thing mm-hmm. they do. And you mm-hmm. get so irritated mm-hmm. instead of just reminding yourself, well, what are all the great mm-hmm. things? Why am I with them again? Yeah. I think we all lose sight of, like, why we chose that exactly. person to begin with. Why, Of course, every person has their good side. <laughs> People aren't here to make our lives better constantly and do everything that we love and not annoy us ever like yeah that can't be our expectation yeah like a big thing right now on like tiktok and social media is like what gives you the ick like people are talking about like oh man what gives you the ick and i get it i mean it's a funny concept and yes there are like things that just naturally give you the ick or like whatever um, and they're talking about like in relationships a lot of the times, mm-hmm. like, oh, when your, you know, boyfriend or husband does this like goofy and it shows like a goofy movement or whatever. And you're just like, eh, or whatever. um, but I don't know. I just think that's going back to judgment and yeah. like, forgetting the fact that that person probably has tons of wonderful qualities yeah. as well. And we all have icks about us. You're like, literally pointing at them going, ick. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, really? Why? It sucks. I mean, we don't look sexy all the time when we yeah. do things, like, when we get out of car, like... Get out of cars, is that what you're <laughs> say? <laughs> That's true, though. Like, for me, I never look good getting out of a car. I don't know. <laughs> I know it's random, but it's, like... Or getting That's into a car. So I've been told yeah. that I, like, get into cars weird because I, like... I put my knees on the seat and then I move my butt. What? Yeah, isn't that weird? That is weird. Like I'll just like funny. put both knees on the seat and then I'll sh- so I'll, like do a swivel move. Oh my gosh, that sounds harder than just putting one leg. In. No, it's way harder and it takes a lot more time <laughs> and a lot more resistance on my knees. <laughs> I highly That's recommend. Hysterical. Well, guys, if you have any hilarious stories like this, if something gives you the ick or you want to tell us what you love about your partner or you want to tell us a 
codependent story, you have any questions, you have advice for us, please email us at doyoulikeuspod at gmail.com. Yes, but the only question that we're really wanting to know the answer to is... Do you like us? Bye. Bye.